0: We haven't done a real estate update, so let's start there with today's podcast. Sometimes life just sucks, and sometimes it freaking rocks. We will discuss all the things from family and real estate to travel and just life in general. So take a seat, or don't, you do you, and welcome to the Limbadass Podcast. Okay, so here it's a new year, right? And we're over halfway through the first month of the new year, and um, I actually was really excited to podcast today. This is the first time I, I podcast in batches. And normally, if you've heard me, if you've heard any of my podcasts before, you know that like nine times out of 10, I get up and I'm like, Ugh, I have to podcast today. And I don't know why that is because if you know me, I enjoy talking. And then I get here and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to tell everybody. So today I really want to talk about the market. Because um, I think it's really imperative to get an idea of what's going to happen, or at least what I think is going to happen um, based off of what I'm seeing and past behavior, right? The best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. So we started the new year off really strong, actually. Um, It's kind of like everybody put all their Christmas and Hanukkah decorations away, and they were like, let's buy houses, because it's been fairly busy. Now, I say that, but I want you to take that with a grain of salt because it's nothing like we're seeing in 2020 and 2021. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, it being an election year. I think that that is a huge, huge reason why there's not as many as I would have thought. I also think that as the season changed because right now it's freaking cold and I'm in Southern California people like my idea of freaking cold is anything below 50 but my kid had ice on his car that he had to scrape off and it was funny my girlfriend from Virginia was like Lauren that is not ice that is frost (laughs) and I was like girlfriend that is California ice I don't care what nobody says so he had to take his um his ID card and scrape off his windshield it was pretty funny before he left for school but anyhow um I think that once the warmer months start coming, I think we're going to see an influx of buyers. And obviously, you know, um, real estate can be fairly seasonal. In, in some aspects. So generally speaking, we do see a lot of people come out in the spring. We see them start to purchase homes then. Um, we see that normally wrap up through summer because kids are going to be starting school and stuff like that. So they want to be well-established. Um, sometimes we do see it go through September and October, but usually by November, December, things start to slow down, which is funny because as a real estate agent, that's when I start to ramp up, right? Like that's when I'm getting ready for what we're going to do next year. That's when I'm setting the foundation of What I want my clients to know, because I know come the new year, things are going to start to pick up again. So um, back in 2020 and 2021, we were seeing homes that had like... An infinite amount of offers. Like there was no shortage of buyers by any means. Um, This year, what we're seeing is we're still seeing the multiple offers, which is amazing because if you are a seller going into this year, you need to know that all it takes is two offers for there to be a bidding war. If you are a buyer this year, what you need to know is you need to be prepared to put in offers at or over asking. Um, To give you an example, I showed property this weekend. This one property. Adorable single-story home, four bedrooms, two bathrooms, with the good-sized backyard. The yard was not completed at all. Like, so they were going to have to put in a backyard for sure. There was, I want to say, there was like just a little stoop, if memory serves me right. Um, that the builder has to put in. This house was built in 2021, um, and they were listed at 499. Now, if you know anything about the real estate market in California. Uh, Southern California specifically, then $499 for a four-bedroom, two-bath is like super low, just about anywhere you look. Um, so I ran the comps and I told my client, I was like, listen, this is probably going to go somewhere around 565 I think they did a great job in marketing this home. I think they did a great job of bringing in all the consumers and what one person wants, two people want, what two people want, four people want. This open house was jamming. It was one of four that we had gone to two open houses did not open until noon and we had gotten there before noon at one of them and um it was like 11 45 so like not too crazy early and this poor agent was stressed i mean she was trying to pull out all her stuff and get everything all situated and all together and I felt so bad for her. I'm like, is it okay if we come in and just look or do you want us to wait? I'm happy to tell everybody that we need to wait. And she's like, no, no, no. Come in, come in. And her open house didn't open until noon. So she literally had 15 more minutes to still set up. So buyers are definitely chomping at the bit to get in there um, and see properties. But like I said, instead of a plethora of um offers, we're seeing like three, four, five, maybe seven or eight offers. So it's not as crazy. So that should shine a little bit of light to both buyers and sellers. So what does this mean as a consumer? As a consumer, if you are a buyer who, are, who is looking to purchase a home, like I already mentioned, make sure your agent's running comps on what that property is worth. Um, because if they are listed low to build up demand, that property is going to go for a lot more than what it's currently listed for. So make sure that you're doing your due diligence and that your agent is running those comps for you. The best thing to go off of is an exact model match. If you can't find one, um, your agent will do their research and go out a mile, look at bedroom and bathroom count, look at square footage. You know They go up and down minus and plus by about 20%, I would say. Sometimes people say 10 to 15, but it Because there was no inventory, not a lot was selling last year, it's hard to find a good amount of homes to get a good idea of what this property is probably going to go for and what it will appraise for. If you are a consumer and you are a seller, my advice to you is to not overprice your home. Um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of that. And I think a lot of sellers are going to think that they can get away with that. And you might be able to, to be honest with you. I mean, nobody knows exactly what the market's going to do. I'm taking a listing, actually, I have filming today for it. Um, in the city of Chino Hills, it's a amazing piece of land. And by the time this podcast airs, um, we will be on market. So it's absolutely incredible. And the comps are not what we think the property is actually going to sell for, right? Because this property has certain unique value and certain um, aspects that uh, I went down to the city and got all the information and all the things. So, you know, not always are you going to be able to decipher decipher what you should list your property for based off the comp. So you have to do, you know, you have to do your due diligence and take other things into consideration. However, if you are the average three-bed, two-bath, you know, 1800 square foot home in the city of Huntington Beach, you can probably gauge what your property is going to sell for and if you list it for 50, 60, 70,000 higher than the most recent comp, I think you you might be sitting on the market for just a second. You'll probably get people coming in and seeing your um, you know, your open houses and maybe even scheduling showings, but once their client or excuse me, once their agent runs those comps for you, Unfortunately, they're gonna know just as much as you know that the property is probably not worth what it is. So, what they're gonna do is they're gonna sit back and they're gonna watch it. Buyers are being very conservative with their investments right now, and rightfully so. Um, they don't need to sit here and just throw money at everything and remove comp- appraisal contingencies and stuff because at the end of the day, their thought process is well, if it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. I'll find the next house. You might get it with one or two buyers who are like, I'm tired of looking and i just really 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 want this property and so you know you might get that but i feel like if i were your real estate agent i would be advising you to list just at market value and and see what you get cuz i think that you would be pleasantly surprised okay so now that i've spoken to the consumers of real estate i want to talk to the realtors of real estate now um there's a lot of stuff going on with the national association of realtors and stuff so If you're not a realtor and you don't have that title and you're just a real estate agent or a real estate professional or whatever you call yourself, you have a real estate license and you sell real estate. And I don't care if you are in California. I don't care if you are in Maine. I don't care if you are in Florida. I have have some like hardcore love that I wanna give you. Real estate agents, we have to stop. There's a few things that we are doing that I am not fond of. Um, I say we very loosely because it's not something I'm personally doing, but I'm having this happen to me. We have to stop talking poorly about other real estate agents um, in order to make ourselves look better. According to Inman, Inman, for those of you who don't know, is like one of the best sources for real estate news. If you want to know what's going on in the real estate market, aside from going to your hyper-local agent who knows what's going on in your neighborhood specifically, Inman is amazing. It's spelled I-N like Nancy, M like Mary, A-N is in Nancy. And it's a great resource and a great tool to get uh, real estate information. Okay, so now that I plugged them, um, I went to Inman and I was like, okay, what the heck is going on like agents were having a really hard time selling real estate last year like what's the statistics on this are you aware that 49 percent nearly half of all real estate agents across the united states sold zero to one home zero to one property so if half of you are, do, are selling nothing, nothing at all, and you are going up for a listing appointment against an agent, let's just use myself, for example, who sold over $23 million of real estate. Now, what I had somebody ask me, well, what the heck does that mean? That means that if you took the sales price of every home that I sold and you added them together, that amount is over $23 million, okay? And mind you, my average price point, like the average home that I sell, sells for around Eight hundred and seventy-eight thousand um, dollars. That's taking my lowest, which you know I sell homes for two hundred thousand. I sell condos for two ninety-five, and and I sell properties in Orange County for you know a million eight, two million dollars. So, if you take the average, I'm right about eight seventy-eight. So you know that's clearly more than zero to one property. So if you want to sit here and talk poorly about agents, I just really think you would be best served by focusing on yourself. And here's the thing. If you are one of those agents who sold zero to one home last year, because it was just a rough year, it was just tough. You, you didn't know what to do. You didn't have the right coaching. You didn't have the right mentorship, whatever it was. If you're one of those agents, then you need to be focusing on other things like how you're actually going to get the property that you're wanting to sell sold. So stay focused, you guys. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. I'm a member on so many social media um, uh, pages. I was going to say platforms, but I'm not on a ton of platforms. I'm just on a bunch of pages, um, Facebook specifically. And you guys, the questions these real estate agents ask, I'm like, really? People are letting you represent them? Like, It's crazy. You guys, you would be so shocked. And some of them are so funny. And then some of them, you know, I do have a lot of grace because I remember what it was like when I first got in the market and the things that I thought mattered that really truly didn't. At the end of the day, real estate agents, people want their properties sold in the least amount of time for the most money possible. And if you are not the best agent to do it, step aside. And if you are, then show them how you're going to get it done. And it's not by bad-mouthing any other agent. And here's the thing. We all do things differently. I know my clients are happy with me and that's all that I care about. And if other agents have the gall to go to a listing appointment against me or anybody else and talk poorly about them, I think that says more about you. And I'll tell you right off the bat, I have, um, when I was looking at different real estate companies that I wanted to go to, the number one thing that turned me off from any real estate company, like literally put them in the absolute no line was if they talked poorly about another real estate company. I don't need you to tell me about EXP. I don't need you to tell me about Real. I don't need you to tell me about Keller Williams. I don't need you to tell me about Century 21. I need you to tell me about you and what you can offer me that's going to better help my client. So consumers, take note. If your real estate agent that you're interviewing is talking poorly about another real estate agent, maybe you should take them on and and have them over for an interview. See what they're offering. See why that other agent is feeling so... Um, I don't want to say offended, but is feeling the need to defend themselves against an agent who's not even sitting at the table. Anyways, that's just my little tidbit for this uh, this afternoon. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I look forward to seeing you guys next week.